Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Four Guys in a Comic proudly presents something completely different than what we normally do. So, guys, this week, we promised uh, that we would do something different for y'all. We told y'all that it's not just going to be comic books, even though this is kind of comic related, uh, in a way. In a way. Um, but we're going to be doing something completely different. We're going to be doing a watch-along with you guys. Now, first things first, though, I gotta crack one open here for the boys, for me and Tap here, because we're the only ones left now, for now anyway. Nova will come along eventually. But uh, that was a little uh, cheers to Nova, cheers to Red there, and uh, we hope that we'll hear from them soon. All right? And uh, we got a tasty brew while we're uh, doing this watch along today. So, I want to give this uh, shout out to another podcast real fast. Um, uh, what happened when with Tony Schiavone and uh, Conrad Thompson? They do a wrestling one, but they do some watch alongs sometimes. And that's kind of how I got the idea for this. So I want to give a shout out to them for uh, helping me out creatively with the format, even though they didn't actually. But also, um, you know, let's get to it. The thing that we are going through today is Tales from the Crypt and uh, Tap. Could you give me your uh, goon voice real fast? Could you do me a little something, like a little uh, something for us right now to kind of introduce <laughs> it in your goon voice? If y'all don't know this right now, Tap has another podcaster, Matt, and it's called Creeper Sleep. If you haven't checked it out, you should definitely go check it out. It's creepy. Um, it's scary. Uh, and it's all original for the most part, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not original in the sense of like the storytelling that I do is not stories that I write, but it is uh, Reddit user submitted stories that I have spoken to and they're like, yeah, no, man, go for it. Like, obviously I have permission and things, but yeah, it's all original stories as far as that goes. So could you give us your best, in your best goon voice, a Crypt Keeper, John Kassir style, not John Kassir in his voice, but in your goon voice, your best Tales from the Crypt intro, but for four guys in a comic. <laughs> um well i'll try it's been a little while I'm let's out of practice. do it let's hear it i'm a little behind <clears throat> hello there boys and ghouls and welcome back to another episode of four guys in a comic tonight's episode we will be watching the third pig season seven episode 13 from tales from the crypt <laughs> That was pretty damn good. I'm going to give you a two thumbs up on there. Maybe a little round of applause right here. Everyone in their car listening right now or at home or at work. You can look dumb in your cubicle and give them a little round of applause right now. It's okay. <laughs> the guy next to you on the highway is, you know, going to be like, hey, what the hell is this guy doing? But it's okay. Give him a round of applause. So we're doing Tales from the Crypt. We're doing the last episode of the season of season seven, which was the last one. It ended after this, uh, episode 13, and uh, the reason why we picked this episode, we didn't do the first episode of Tales from the Crypt, or we didn't do some other random thing, is because this episode is super unique. Now, something that I didn't know, and I don't know if you knew this or not, Matt, but uh, each season of Tales from the Crypt is somewhat based on a... I guess, like, a series from the comics from EC in the 50s. We know that Tales from the Crypt is the title and stuff. But 
Uh, uh, some quick things. Like, season one of Tales from the Crypt was mostly Haunt of Fear stories. Uh, season two was mostly Shock Suspense stories. And then the rest of the seasons, apparently, were a mix of all of them with Vault of Horror included and Tales from the Crypt. So... I didn't know this until I started researching about it, and I thought that was pretty cool. I'd always got, like, you know, I, they show it at the beginning of each episode um, that it's like, oh, story is based off of EC Comics, uh, Tales from the Crypt, or, you know, Haunt of Fear, or whatever. But I had no idea that it was, like, categorized originally like that, and that was the original idea. I guess by season three, they got tired of doing it, and they were just like, okay, whatever, you know, just throw them all in there. Uh, did you know that? Huh? Nope, that is news to me, sir. Yeah, so moving back on to the actual episode, uh, episode 13, The Third Pig, as we heard in your goon voice, which once again was great, um, that this episode aired on July 19th in 1996. It was the last episode. It was directed by Bill Cop and Patrick Ventura. It was written by Steve Dodd, who was the creator of Tales from the Crypt, and Bill Cop also. Bill Cop also had a big thing to do with um, something that we're going to talk about in a second with this episode, but the animation. Now, that being said, the episode is the only episode that is animated in Tales from the Crypt 1 through 7 seasons. Like, this is the only one. This is also the only episode that is not based off of a comic book. Um, instead, it is based off of The Three Little Pigs, except in its own twisted, gory, adult-oriented way, or whatever, you know what I mean? And, um, going into this, I want to read you something, Tap, okay? Um, I actually found an article, okay, uh, from July, uh, June 10th, from June 10th, 1989, okay? And it was a TV review of the original pilot of Tales from the Crypt from the L.A. Times, okay? Okay. It, it's, it's, I'm just telling you, when I say that they're doing Three Little Pigs and it's going to be gory and everything, if you've never watched Tales from the Crypt before, I'm going to tell you what this TV review, Chris Willman, said about the original series before it even came out and it got bigger than big and everything else and had all the stars and fame that it had on there, okay? TV review is called Crypt. Tales subtle as a sledgehammer, okay? There's nothing cryptic about tonight's premiere trilogy of Tales from the Crypt, HBO's anxiously anticipated horror anthology series. Perhaps befitting its garnish or garish comic book origins, the series looks to be about as subtle as a sledgehammer or a fireplace poker in the cranium or an arrow in the chest. Or any of the dozen or so methods of dispatch on view in the three episodes tonight at 9.30. Squeamish viewers should know that the comics these tales are taken from aren't the safe, insane comics of today, but the R-rated EC comics of the 1950s, produced before the U.S. Senate took up an investigation of their detrimental effect on juvenile morals. These were queasy, bloody stories of karma for the kitties that could have been subtitled when bad things happen to bad people. Forewarned is forearmed. When a hateful spouse lands not one, but two sharp objects in her husband's forehead in one episode tonight, we get to hear the resulting thud. 
plus subsequent squishing sounds when the twist said objects around. Oh, and let's not forget the nudity and sailor-style language. Isn't Cable great? (laughs) (laughs) This was from June 10th, 1989, and this was the LA Times original review of the first three episodes. I didn't know, I guess, but I guess they released the first three episodes in one night, and they didn't just have a single pilot. They Which were was probably cool. wanting to see how it would go over. Yeah, exactly. And go over it did. I mean, this was season one, 1989, and the last episode was in 1996. So it had a good good little run there. Um, but, I mean, we saw all kinds of people on the show from, uh, shoot, uh, who was on there that you can think of? Everybody. I know Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think Demi uh, Moore. Demi Moore. Um, I want to say maybe even Brad Pitt. Jennifer Aniston um, was on there. Jennifer Aniston. Uh, uh, shoot. Crap, I can't even uh, think Danny of Danny DeVito was on an episode. Yeah, there's a lot, lot, lot of famous people that are that are on that show. Um, some of them before they were even big. Some of them, like, that's kind of how they got their start, too, was like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's just crazy to think that, like we said, that this one just got as big as it did. Um, So, that being said, are you ready to get into this episode? Yes, sir. So, like I said, guys, we are going to be doing this watch-along tonight. Um, If you want to find the episode, put Season 7, Episode 13 of Tales from the Crypt in Google or Bing, and you can find the episode pretty easily. The one that we're doing tonight, we want to let y'all know that we are doing it from, if you watch the opening and you've seen the opening before, it's right when the Crypt Keeper pops out of the coffin and the title screen goes across that says, Tales from the Crypt. And uh, we all know the voice, John Kassir, uh, he, you know, famous, fa- it's, it's recognizable. He's a big inspiration for your goon, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, there's a... Uh... There, yeah, there, there's a lot of inspirations that it was taken from, but obviously the Crypt Keeper, John Kassir, was uh, probably like the primary influence surrounded by a lot of other smaller little influences and, and whatnot. But yeah, he's definitely like, as, when it comes to that kind of stuff, he's my idol. Really? Oh, I That's love cool. it, dude. Oh, I yeah, love it. Uh, do you know if John Kassir did anything else that was real notable? Off the top of your head? Uh, not off the top of my head, but hang on. Let's look. Let's look into this because, I mean, this couldn't have been his only thing. You know what I mean? No, no, not at all. He's got too cool of a voice. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, uh, I, I he has to uh, he has to have uh, done a lot let's more. Let's see. He did yeah. uh, Pete's Dragon, like the new remake. Okay. Uh, the Three Stooges back in 2000. There was a Three yeah. Stooges in 2000? I guess. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's done 212 different things, but it looks like a lot of it is either, like, additional voices. So, like, he does, like, a lot of, like, on Despicable Me and Emoji Movie and those types of things. He does, he's not a character. He just does additional voices. Right. So it's almost like he's kind of like a backup guy that just kind of comes in and... Fills in all the rough spots that need to be done that they don't want to pay multiple people to do, basically. Exactly. He's done a lot of video games. Lots of video games. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, he's done. He's got done a lot of voiceover stuff. A lot of it seems to be their video games are like one episode spots, like not like series. It's usually like one episode. So there's probably not a lot where you would recognize him from. Um, unless it, like, you know, video games or something. But yeah, anyway, he's done a lot. All John right. Kassir is, is awesome. But I think it's like everybody's going to know him from the Crypt Keeper. I mean, it's like saying... Bruce Buffer. Everybody's going to know Bruce Buffer from the UFC. You know what I mean? Like, you just... Some people, you just... Uh, you tie them with a certain thing, and that is going to be their legacy. Tales from the Crypt is John Kassir's legacy. Yeah. Bruce Buffer's another good one. For the thousands in attendance, and those yeah. watching around the world. <laughs> I mean, I remember that, like, watching boxing matches with my grandpa in the 90s and stuff, and just being like, whoa. But, yep. anyways, we're not here to talk about buffer or anyone else we're here to talk about tales from the crypt so i'm gonna give us a countdown guys like i said we're starting from when the crypt keeper pops out of the coffin and the title screen goes across saying tales from the crypt all right are you ready tap i am ready all right three two one make sure it's muted all right so there we go we got our crypt keeper popping out we got the green slime our classic purple letters and everything else this is cool now, this opening was weird to me. Like, I, I mean, it was like, oh, you know, he's talking to, uh, who is it? Like the Grim Reaper? Or he's talking like to the, that? no, it's the son of Dracula. It's the son of Dracula. Va- it's basically it a vampire. That's why he's like, the son of Dracula, the vampire this, the vampire that is all you have is vampire stories. Like, that's, and then he turns into a bat and he flies away. Oh, poof. Look at that bat. It's so cheesy looking, but, but it's I so good. I love it. That's why uh, I love it. So, I'm going to tell you a fun fact real fast about this. We know John Kassir is our regular uh, narrator, right? Yep. When they were coming up with this episode, they originally weren't planning on John Kassir to narrate the episode. They were going to mm. go with a guy named Jess Harnell. Oh, and- yeah, dude. You don't know who Jess Harnell is? No, who's Jess Harnell? Oh, dude. Jess Harnell is fucking wacko from the Animaniacs. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they wanted him to originally do the thing. He also he's also like a lead singer of a band in LA and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, dude, Jess Harnell is like awesome. Yeah, well, they originally wanted him to do it in the style of Ringo Starr. Okay. But they said no, but Joel Silver was like, "Nah, we're not doing that. We're going to just let J- uh, Kassir do it because he's the one that's been doing it whatever." Now, that quick, real quick, that title uh, that we saw with the comic book covers, um, they're actually art done by Mike Gosberg and Sean McManus. Now, Mike Gosberg did Savage She-Hulk and Bloodshot. And then Sean McManus was Omega Men and Sandman. So, oh, all right. yeah, but they were both did this mostly. They did almost every single cover. And they were all custom covers for the show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so every I just figured cover was they custom. Just took, I just figured they just took covers from, like, you know, the classics and or the reprinted classics, I should say. You would think that, but no. So uh, here we're seeing our three little pigs. We got uh, Drinky, Smokey, and Dudley. And then we have our uh, Big Bad Wolf here. Now, the He's Big not Bad. Very big, though. No, not at all. And if you notice the animation, it kind of reminds me of like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life. Very much so. Yeah, but you know what? I looked into the animation stuff and I couldn't find anyone that was associated with those that did the animation and the art, which was weird. So maybe they were just like heavily influenced by it. That's possible. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Ren and Stimpy. Like, I could kind of see Rocco's modern life, but Ren and Stimpy for sure. Right. Now, this uh, Big Bad Wolf is played by Bob Goldthwaite. And Bob you. Cat Goldthwaite. Yeah. You may recognize him as Mr. T from Blow. He was Pain in Hercules. Or he was. Um, uh, he was an ER. Did you know that, Mr. Corral? No, no dude. He was. He was in. Dude, you gotta talk about the classics. You're not even to mention his cla- the classics. He's in Scrooged with Bill Murray. Yep, he's, he's in the that. guy. He's the guy that goes crazy and he's like, "I'm gonna shoot up this office." That's Bobcat. <laughs> That's pretty good. That was and, pretty good. And then uh, uh, he's also in Police Academy. Is he? Dude, yeah, yeah, he is. He's in the cl- second and he's in the third one. Those are the classics yep. of Bobcat. He's also a stand-up comic. He's a director now who actually yep. has some really good movies out there. Um, and then he's also in... Uh, oh, what else is he doing right now? Oh, on True TV, Misfits and Monsters. Oh, cool. Very cool. So, beyond him, we have... Um, Smokey is Charlie Adler. If you don't know who Charlie Adler is, I'm, you're going to probably recognize it real fast, if not just by the voice. He played Ed Bighead in Rocco's Modern Life. He was Ickis in Real Monsters. He was Cow, Chicken, and the Red Guy in Cow and Chicken. He was IR Baboon. And then get this. He was Mojo in the X-Men Wolverine cartoon. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I didn't know that one. But... Yeah, he, he's done a lot of things. And then Drinky is just the same thing. And I'm going to tell you Drinky's name. I know you already know, but those who don't know this, Drinky is Brad Garrett. You may know him as Robert Barone from Everybody Loves Raymond. Or it, it, I bet you didn't know this, dude. I almost guarantee you didn't know this. He was Lobo in the Justice League cartoon. I did know that. I, you did know that? Okay. Did you know that he was Grease Pit and Biker Mice from Mars? That I did not know. Yep. And that was before this. I used to love this. that show, too. I used to love Biker Mice. Rob Paulson was on Biker Mice. Um, God, who else? I don't remember. But yeah, Biker Mice from Mars is great. Yeah. So if we see here right now on the same spot, uh, Drinky and uh, Smokey, are, he's throwing up on um, his brother, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dudley? Dudley. Dudley, yeah. Who's played by... Cam Clark, who was, uh, he's been, he's Corrin in Super Smash. Dude, he's Cam Mr. Clark, Fantastic in Spider-Man. He's Leonardo in the he's initial Leonardo Ninja Turtles. He's Leonardo and Rocksteady. And not only that, but he was also uh, He-Man in the He-Man Masters of the Universe revamp in like the early, like 2000, 2001. He fucking played He-Man. Yeah. You know who else? You know what his, one of his earliest credits is? And I think this is crazy. In the English dub, he was Max Sterling in Robotech. Oh, wow. That yeah. goes back. For you anime fans out there. But yeah, that's like way back in 1983, 84, something like that. Yeah, that goes back a ways. Yeah, and that's one of his early credits. But yeah, the two brothers, Drinky and Smokey, they get their house blown down by a hungry wolf and they move in with their responsible brother, Dudley who is basically babying them because they say that they have pains and problems and they can't go get a job to go support themselves. So we got little innocent Dudley here getting hit in the head with a bottle. And man, the animation for this is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's Ren and Stimpy like all over. Oh, for sure. And not only that too, the other thing that I really like about this is usually 
the Crypt Keeper just does like the beginning, like the intro and the outro. He doesn't really narrate in the middle because it's usually people acting. It's like, you know, a show. But in this one, he's actually narrating and telling you the story, which I actually like a lot that John Kassir is like narrating this entire episode. It's the only episode that he does it, too. I think there actually, I think there might be one other episode where he has like a few speaking parts in the middle of it, but not like a full blown. I'm narrating the whole thing, like from beginning to end. You know what I mean? Swine of the month. Pet pig. (laughs) 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 It's so funny, dude. The Dudley left to go get the um, the beer or whatever for them. I like how Smokey always has five cigarettes in his mouth. It's so good, dude. It's so good. Is that a picture of shit on the wall? It is. <laughs> hey there, big boy. Why don't you open the door for me? I'm just a little lost out here. But if you let me in, I can get a little real playful. Ooh. The big cloud of smoke above him is great. <laughs> you know, they don't do that in cartoons anymore with like the little like horns and everything popping out and everything i don't really see that in cartoons too much anymore i mean we got goofy cartoons but i mean i don't even i don't like 98 percent of today's cartoons i don't like the animation style yeah yeah for the most part you got your like uh teen titans go and your steven universe dude that's and a lot of it's kind of that same sort of style Mm -hmm. i cannot stand that animation the worst one is this uh, Thundercats cartoon that they're oh, redoing now. Oh, my gosh. I showed that to my wife yesterday because we were watching this He-Man documentary on Netflix, The Power of Grayskull. And I was like, that's how cartoons should look. Like, look how much art and, like, how much they cared when they, like, did the comics and stuff. Like, that's what art should be. They put the effort be. into it, man. Oh, yeah. And then oh. my wife, I was like, "Hun, have you seen this? And I showed her the new Thundercats. And she was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was yeah, like, I wild. know, right? I can't believe it. Oh, well, big drinky just got stabbed. Yeah, I know. And they rip his eye out. And it's just like, what is going on here, man? The fork's like stuck in the eyeball. And he's bleeding everywhere. And then chop. There goes an arm. It's like Kill Bill style blood. Ugh, there goes the other arm. I like how they have the three little veins and stuff poking out. Head flies across the full thing. He's going to eat the spine and all. (laughs) Get that bone marrow. Slurp it up like spaghetti. It's so gruesome, man. This is definitely not a children's version of Tales from the Crypt. Or Three Little Pigs. Dip him in the coffee. (laughs) I feel like Smokey got it easier than Drinky did. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I think Drinky was the worst way to go. You know what doesn't make sense to me, though, is here in a second. We're going to see the return of Dudley, right? And if you saw that, the big bad wolf ate everybody. Like, completely, right? So he's in the dark here. And the lights are about to flip on. And when the lights flip on, there's parts everywhere. And it's like, did he just throw them all back up? Or what happened here? Oh, yeah. Stupid pigs. (laughs) He's got like a a fencing sword through the head stuck to the wall. That guy's head's attached back to his body again. 
And he calls the cops. And this is the saddest part of the whole thing, man. He's like trying to explain, look, my brothers, they've been butchered. I know it was that big bad wolf. They've given us the hard times and everything else. Stepping in blood. There's blood and gore everywhere. And that's another thing we haven't mentioned yet. The whole thing is in rhymes. Except the big bad wolf cannot rhyme for shit. Yeah. Okay? And uh, they do a really good job writing this out. You know what I mean? <laughs> Six hours later, the police arrived. And jumping up and down here. It's so funny because I know that's Charlie Adler and voicing him. So, like, the whole time I'm listening to him, I just keep picturing Leonardo. <laughs> <laughs> or not Leonardo. Uh, uh, um, wait, no, Cam Clark. I'm sorry. Cam Clark's voicing Dudley, right? Yeah, he voices Dudley. Yeah, yeah. I'm hearing Leonardo. I said I said the wrong name. Yeah, Cam Clark. Yeah. I just still think it's weird that he was Mr. Fantastic in the Spider-Man cartoon. Now, this um, this police chief, or not the police chief, this um, uh, the cop was also, I think, played by Cam Clark, which is funny. Or the bailiff, I guess. Is that what, would that what he is? Seems like a sheriff or something. Sheriff? On the IMDB, they listed a bailiff it, Dudley plays as, too. So. Oh. Or, uh. Can't play. He pees himself. <laughs> and he wipes it all up with him. Walk away. He's, you did it. It wasn't them. We know they, you drank all their, they drank all your beer. Oh, yeah. The bailiff's going to be in the courthouse. Yeah. So the Jim, Jim Cummings played the judge. Okay. Darkwing Duck. Winnie the Pooh. He was Darkwing Duck. He was Winnie the Pooh. He was Ray from Princess and the Frog. And he was Fuzzy Lumpkins on Powerpuff Girls. He's a legend. Jim Cummings is a legend. Yeah. He's done a lot of stuff. His like repertoire is huge on the amount of things he's done. It's ridiculous. Okay. Oh, that um I guess that police chief or whatever was played by Corey Burton. Um he was also Brainiac in the Superman cartoon. And he was the announcer for the Dudley Do Right movie, if you remember that. I don't remember that one. It was one. like 2000 or something like that, man. Yeah, I think I was too old for that one. Yeah. I mean, I think if you recognized, like, if you heard that, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. But, no, this whole thing, I feel like it's very reminiscent of, uh, I guess, like, biases in, uh, you know what I mean? They're all wolves. They're trying to, con of, oh, they're, he's trying to say that a wolf was the cause of all this, and he's just a little pig, you know what I mean? And they don't care about him. They're going to go and take him away to jail. The jury went in there for like two seconds and came back out. And now he's uh, he's stuck here. But we're going to see. I think it's funny. They're going to fry him. That's his punishment. It's so mad here. Now, I know you didn't watch the second half of this. So is this past where you were watching? Yeah. Okay, cool. So you got some surprises here that are going to happen that, that completely changed the story. Okay. Like, it completely changes the story. So, yeah, Drinky and Smokey come back as ghosts. They make some hell jokes and stuff. 
and uh, they're going to help them bust out of the joint here. They're going to do their brother a solid. I love how they're ghosts and they still have a bottle in their hand and they still have the cigarettes. Five cigarettes. Wow. Squeezes big. See, that right there is totally Ren and Stimpy, man. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. What's funny, though, is a lot of these guy, voice actors and stuff for these characters are involved with a lot of the same work if you look at their, uh, their uh, listings and stuff. So you can tell they kind of hang hung with the same posse here. You got butts in jars. <laughs> I didn't notice that the first time watching this. So can you kind of get the idea of where this is going now? Oh, yeah. They don't want to say it. They'll call him a zombie pig instead. Instead of Frankenstein. Exactly. I mean, if you didn't already tell by all the equipment and everything else, and the butts in jars, because you know your Frankenstein pig needs a good butt. He's got the cigarette in his nose. His nose. <laughs> They did a good job on the animation on this, man. For a one-time thing, like this is the only animated episode, they did a really good job on the animation. Like how there's bones in the side. <laughs> He's shocking him. wonder why they didn't say Frankenstein. I don't know. Frankenstein. You know, the uh, the zombie pig is actually played by uh, Brad uh, Garrett, too. Or Garrett, Brad too. Garrett. Yeah, the zombie pig is played by Brad Garrett, also. I can see that. He's got a good voice for it. He didn't say much, though. But he's got, like, a good voice for the... Uh, he's got, like, that yeah. real deep kind of voice. I like how it says dead, alive. <laughs> he has bricks for shoes. It's alive! It's alive! <laughs> I know it, it's it's funny to think that it's a Robert from Raymond but once I learned that I could only hear his voice mostly through all of it Bob Goldthwaite though the second that that big bad wolf talked I instantly looked it up and I was like this sounds so familiar oh, yeah, dude it's Bobcat he's got an unmistakable voice well, you know, he actually was in another episode of Tales from the Crypt also in, I think, like, season four or five, maybe three. Uh, I think it was three, actually, where he played a guy who wanted to learn how to become a ventriloquist. And the guy's puppet or whatever, um, the ventriloquist dummy, was actually, like, a twin brother that was, like, attached to his hand that he, you find out later on and everything. It's, like, attached to the guy. And he's like, oh! And, <laughs> yeah. 
Little Bo Peep. So inappropriate. <laughs> so the bartender was played by Corey Burton also, who was the uh, Brainiac Superman. He's got the sweats. Afraid. That was a thing. A lot of cartoons back in the day, they would accentuate that uh, Adam's apple yeah. for different characters and stuff. Give us your best uh, Bobcat impersonation there, real fast. <laughs> I liked your last one. I don't know. I, some, I don't know. I, if it's like spur of the moment. It's usually better. If I have to think about it, it's usually when I overthink it and mess it up. Oh come on! Give me your best one. You can do it. I believe in you. Hey, that rhymes. <laughs> and he like bites out his chest, and then eats him. Talk about food for thought right there. It's coming full circle. So Dudley just wants to hang out in this uh, in this thing still. He's freaking out now. He's like, what the hell did I do? He unleashed a monster. Now he's got to take care of it. He feels morally obligated after he just sent it out to kill someone. All of a sudden, he has morals again. I just keep picturing Leonardo every time he talks. You gotta put a little purple thing. He stabs him. This is one of the best quotes right here. It's fucking great. So now the monster shall kill its creator. Kill him with the bananas. He <laughs> <laughs> knew he was going to go with the bananas. They were the most brightly colored objects. Right? The thing that did not belong. Because we all know a handy dandy banana peel takes care of every cartoon character. It doesn't make sense that they electrocute him, but that was the thing that brought him to life in the first place. Zap that ass. Right? <laughs> you want some zombie uh, Hawaiian pig over here? Somehow, oh. some way, it brought the big bad wolf back. Brains and all. <laughs> Park the other white meat. Well, oh, there's another great quote from here. Oh, poor Dudley. And then we're back to our. I love that keeper. animatronic, dude. That is such a beautiful piece of puppetry right there. I wonder where it is now. Oh, I don't know. I'm it's sure, probably, probably in someone's John collection Kass- somewhere. Probably in John Cassier's house or something. Well, they probably so? had several. I doubt it was just the one. They probably had several over the right. course of the years. Because it would probably fall apart and whatnot. So I'm sure there's probably several of them, but... 
It's so good, man. He smacks him. Creative differences. <laughs> and there you have it. That was the last episode of Tales from the Crypt. And I love Danny the theme song. Elfman Danny did Elfman the music. did music. I forgot job, about that. Man. Yeah. No, all the music for this was great. And I loved it. Uh, you know, I'll still go back and I'll watch these episodes like regularly. Like I'll even, I mean, it's weird because I think that I've seen them all and then I'll go back and look and I'll find one I've never seen before. So, I mean, seven seasons is a lot of episodes. I think that it was a total of, let's see here. When Tales from the Crypts. Well, and I like that they're only like 25 minutes long too. Like yeah, but, when I was a kid, for some reason, I always pictured them being an hour. So yeah, yeah no, they're only like 20 something minutes long. And uh, I looked it up. It was, that was the 93rd and final episode. Oh, they never broke a hundred. Never broke a hundred, man. Isn't that wild, though? Like, you would think it's, like, at least ended on a hundred. Why 93? And I couldn't really find any. I don't remember exactly what it is, but if a show hits a hundred, is it that they hit syndication? Is that what it means? But I I think it became syndicated later on. Well, there's something about it when a show hits a hundred plus episodes that it becomes something, and then I think they have to pay out more money like the network has to end up paying more money to like the people that made the show and the actors and i think it has something to do with that that's why a lot of shows end before the 100th episode mm-hmm. well, uh, the thing- like comic book men they just canceled that one they thought for sure they were coming back with another season and then they canceled it and they did 93 94 episodes before they canceled that one too really yeah oh wow well, yeah, yep. you know, Tales from the Crypt after this, they uh, it was on HBO and everything, so they could do the nudity, they could do the violence, they could do the cussing and everything else, right? But they made a toned-down version, like an edited version, and I think they played it on, like, TBS or something like that. And it, was, it wasn't called Tales from the Crypt, it was something Tales from the Crypt. It, was, it had something before it. That was that made it different. I forgot what it was though. But they made like a t- made for regular TV version that wasn't like, oh, you have to have HBO and everything. Else. Because if you think about it, back in the '90s, man, I mean HBO was the shit. But yeah, not yeah, a lot of had, people had HBO. No, you were a, if you had HBO, you were a baller. Yeah, no, definitely. You either had to have the cable now box or the satellite. Steal, now you just got to steal your grandma's login and you can watch it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Right? All the Um, Game of Thrones fans out there and everything. Well, they also turned it into a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, no, and that was completely different. That started in, like, uh, 94, though, or something like that. Yeah, and that was was way different. Obviously, it was a toned-down, like, kids version. It was, like, a cartoon Goosebumps with the Crypt Keeper as your host, Um, which I still love, though, by the way. It was still awesome. Yeah, you know, I never really got into the cartoon. I tried watching a few episodes and stuff, but I mean, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. It's definitely different. You think so? Than the show? Yeah, way different. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not as gory. It's a kid's cartoon. Correct. Yeah, so. But they did that, and then, uh, you know, they've tried to reboot Tales from the Crypt, like, twice. They The M. Night Shyamalan, a ding-dong yep. one from last year, which I guess canceled. And then they tried to do it like in 2009 or 2010 also, but that didn't work out either. Yeah, well, I heard that the M. Night Shyamalan one, if it went through, they weren't going to have the Crypt Keeper. 
I don't know what they were going to do and say, but to me, like John Kassir and the Crypt Keeper is what made that show. Like, yeah, there was so much more to the show. There's like a great anthology and like, you know, the different stories of the week and the haunting tales. Like I get all that, but people didn't tune in for 20 minutes of a woman killing her husband and her husband coming back from the dead or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, People tuned in to watch the Crypt Keeper and John Kassir. Like, that's why people tuned in. And then they stayed to watch the show just to see what happened at the end with John. Like, the Crypt Keeper is what made that show. I I can agree somewhat. I mean, for me, as a big EC Comics fan, I like to go and watch it because, you know, I've read most of the comic books and I like to see the live action adaptation of it. I mean, to each their own. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can't tell me. Say, okay, so tell me right now. They came out with a Tales from the Crypt TV show right now, and that's all it was. There was no Crypt Keeper host. All you had was the story of the week, and that's all it was. You can't tell me you'd say this is just as good as the original. You're missing that that flavor. No, I can agree with that. I mean, John Kassir added a big part to the show. I mean... He's what made it recognizable and rememberable, I consider. You know what I mean? Um, I consider that, you know, his voice is iconic. Uh, he built that character up, the Crypt Keeper. He made him funny and everything else. I mean, he was a little goofy in the comics and stuff. But, I mean, I feel like if they redid Tales from the Crypt and they weren't going to do John Kassir, maybe they could use a new person to do something like the Vault Keeper or the Witch. Yeah, that would be okay, but they would have to change it up somewhat. Because, like, with the Crypt Keeper, they changed it up. In the comics, the Crypt Keeper is some, like, old, creepy-looking dude. Right. Whereas in the TV show, he was, like, this, like, mummified zombie puppet thing. Skeleton carcass. Yeah. Yeah. So they would have to, if they did that, they couldn't just bring in, like, some old woman with a big nose and be like, Oh, it's the witch! Like, they would have to... I don't know. I feel like that's what just made the show. Is it just, I don't know. Then again, I love horror hosts like uh, the, you know, Sven Gulli and uh, what was Vincent the one we Price? had? Vincent Price? Yeah, like Vincent Price was a good one. Uh, but like Alfred Elvira, Hitchcock? But like Elvira, no, I'm talking about more along the lines of like Elvira, Sven Gulli, um like Gilbert Godfrey used to do it on USA back in the eighties and early nineties. Um, you know, that you just had like uh was it is on TNT Billy Big Billy Bob or Billy Bob's Monsters or whatever. So like you, you had like, like the, the more host. like characterized host then, because it's not like Rod Sterling doing like uh No Twilight Rod Zone Sterling or Twilight Zone's great too, but no, that's yeah, like the the characters, you know, where like they come on, like Sven Gulli is like this guy, like in a lab coat with like Halloween face paint on, and it looks totally Halloweeny, like something I would put on. But he just comes out, and he's like, they have like little skits, and it's like you know the hello boys and ghouls, da, 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 da. and like then like their little like, little friends come out, and I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's amazing. Like I love that type of stuff, and. I wish, like, Sven Gulli is still around. He's still doing his thing. But I wish, and he's finally national. Um, he was Chicago region only, but now he's national. And on, on MeTV, if anybody gets that channel, you can catch him. Uh, 
But I wish they would go back to more of that stuff. Like, I miss, like, the late-night horror hosts. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's nostalgia. I don't know what it is. But I love that stuff. Yeah, you know, uh, if you can give your host some charisma and some character, then it goes a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. You should um, know this. You're the goon, man. Yeah. You're the goon. That's right. Yes. Awesome. But... No, this was a really good episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt, and um, you know Kinda maybe we'll do some more watch along soon. Though. It's sad; it's the final episode, and I couldn't figure out why. I looked it up. I tried really hard to figure it out. Uh, I can't figure out why Tales from the Crypt ended. Like, we, I guess it might have been the syndicated thing or whatever, but I could not find any articles anyway or anything about Tales from the Crypt being canceled or ending or anything like that. I I don't know. I, I guess. Maybe it's in some newspaper out there, some documentary or something, but I didn't watch any documentaries or videos for it. I was just trying to search Google for it or Bing or anything else. I couldn't find anything. So if you know why Tales from the Crypt ended, please send us a uh, message or a comment on Twitter or Facebook. That would be uh, great. But anyways, you know... We ended the episode now. Uh, it's something different that we've been doing for Four Guys in a Comic. We want you to go ahead and check us out on Facebook. You know, you can search us Four Guys in a Comic. The name may change soon. Right now, it's Four Guys in a Comic Presents. And that's what we're going to roll with until we figure out something. And uh, we're going to be doing more nerdy stuff and geeky stuff, pop culture. It's not just going to be comic books. Uh, it's going to be a whole bunch of different things. Uh, do you have anything... That you want to give to us, you know, if you have a suggestion or you have something that you want to hear us do, please feel free to let us know. We are open-minded, and uh, be sure to check out Taps Podcast. You want to give yourself a little plug real fast? I'm going to let you do some shameless plugging here. Thanks. Uh, yeah, check out uh, Creeper Sleep. Um, I am a couple weeks behind. I just had a baby last week. Well, I didn't have my wife Ooh, had it. Congratulations! Um, so I now have four little monsters running around. Um, so I'm a few weeks behind. But there's like five or six episodes out there already, maybe seven episodes that you guys can go through and uh, and check out and enjoy. Um, my co-host, the goon, and then myself narrating. So the goon is like the host of the show. And then I come in and I narrate, um, the stories, um, which are all original Reddit user stories and, uh, different varieties of stories and things like that. Um, and then also for those that remember, um, a little over a year ago, I used to do a podcast called fork found. And uh, it ended rather abruptly, um, but I talked to my two lifelong best friends, Josh and Adam, and uh, we agreed that we're going to start doing it again. It's going to be more of a monthly podcast, not a weekly podcast, because we just don't have the time to, to do it every week. Um, so it's going to be more monthly, but the fork will return in Hey, September. you heard it here. Yes. When did you say it was September? Yep, sometime in September. We're not we don't have a solidified date yet, but the first episode back will be dropping in September. Awesome, awesome. All right. Well, Tap, do you want to lead us out here? Sure. Yes, the goon, give it to us. 
Thank you for tuning in to our little show today. And be sure that you hit us up on all of our social media channels. And until next week, will you creep or sleep? Ah, shit. This is four guys. Will you read comics or fuck these guys? You know what I mean. <laughs> 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 <laughs>